Armoire makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, you can build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles will show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, you just swap them out for more new-to-use styles. Since having kids, I have kind of lost my personal style and I'm using Armoire to help me find it again while trying out different brands and styles without having to add more physical stuff to my wardrobe. And I have a few events that are coming up that I know I am going to want some fancier items to wear than the items that I own. And I don't really want to go shopping for items that are going to sit in my closet without being worn after that one day. I hate the waste that that creates and I love that Armoire allows you to rent high quality designer clothing for any occasion and then send it back. I'm just really grateful that I have Armoire to help me dress for the occasion without having to add something to my closet permanently that I know I'm only gonna be wearing once. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armwire.style slash minimalish. That's armwire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash minimalish to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try armwire today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Before we get to today's episode, I have to tell you something. Simple Morning List is here. This was just a dream of mine to create this morning companion journal just a couple of months ago, and now it is something that you can hold in your hands, that you can use to start your day intentionally. So Simple Morning List is a morning companion journal, and it includes a guide to creating five lists each morning. It really takes the pressure off of morning journaling and a morning routine because it sets it up for you each morning. The lists include surrender lists, gratitude lists, purpose statement, affirmations, and a hyper-focused to-do list. It also includes an introduction that takes you through all of these lists to help you understand why you're making them. It includes 12 weeks of space for these lists, and it also includes an extra journaling page each day that you can use for whatever you need it for, to-do lists or extra journaling, writing out prayers, whatever it is you wanna use that space for. Along with that, you'll get 12 weekly challenges and a short essay to go along with those weekly challenges to just encourage you in your journey of living more intentionally and honestly, just opening your eyes to the good around you and starting your day in a positive way. There are already women all over the world making these lists each morning, which is incredible to me and I can't wait for you to get your hands on this. Just head over to simplemorninglists.com to find out more about it and to start making your list. And here's today's episode of Minimalish. Welcome to Minimalish, a podcast about minimalism, sort of. 
I'm your host, Desiree, and I strongly believe that minimalism isn't meant to be an identity, a standard to live up to, a set of rules, or anything along those lines, but rather just a tool to help us make room for the things that matter in our lives. And it looks different for everyone. Each week, you'll find me here having conversations about living with less realistically and the things that matter, like motherhood and family, intentional living, mindset, loving our people, and everything in between. More than anything, it's my goal to remind you, and often myself too, that you're worthy of creating a life filled up with what matters to you, and that you're already enough, just as you are. I'm so glad you're here, friend. Here's today's episode. Hey friend, welcome back to Minimalish. I'm Desiree, your host, and today we're talking about finances. We are talking about some simple habit shifts that can help us get out of debt or just meet financial goals that we are wanting to meet, whatever those are, especially when it comes to shifting our spending habits. And I am definitely not an expert on this, though I am personally learning. I'm actually going through a no spend challenge this month with my husband and we are almost halfway through and it's been going really well. It has been quite an experience just learning to say no more and it's been a good experience. But I started this no spend challenge after this conversation that I'm sharing with you today. I'm talking with Jen Smith of the Frugal Friends podcast and Modern Frugality. Jen is also the author of the Amazon best-selling book, The No Spend Challenge Guide. Her latest book, Pay Off Your Debt for Good, explores how to sustain the journey to paying off debt and reaching other big financial goals. So that's kind of what we're discussing today. How do we sustain this journey of reaching our financial goals? And Jen's best-selling book about no spend challenges, I went and grabbed that right after we talked. I was so inspired by her and I was inspired by that book to start a no spend challenge a few days later once November started and that's what we've been doing. It has definitely been a helpful guide in doing so. We're really inspired by Jen. So I'm so excited to share this conversation with you today. If it inspires you, if you're enjoying this episode, if you love the podcast in general, go ahead, screenshot that you're listening, share it on Instagram, share it with a friend, text it to a friend. This is a great way to grow this amazing supportive community that has stemmed from Minimalish. If you're not there already, by the way, Head to Facebook if you spend any time on Facebook and search Minimalish Mamas and join the Minimalish Facebook group because there's just been so much beautiful encouragement going on there and I want you to be in on that if you're not already. All right, friend, be ready to be encouraged. Here is my conversation with Jen. Well, hey, Jen, I'm so excited to have you on the show today, and I'm excited to talk about your new book and paying off our paying off your debt. So thanks for coming on the show. I'm super excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So before we get started, I always like my guests to tell me and tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do. I've talked about it already a little bit, but Just from your words, what do you do? What are you all about? Yeah, so I am a personal finance writer, uh, and all that started from when my husband and I paid off $78,000 of student loan and car debt in two years. So I don't have a finance background at all, but just from everything we learned in those two years and everything I've learned since, I have been... uh, 
freelancing full-time in the personal finance industry uh, for almost two years at this point. So that's me. And I'm just passionate about helping people find what they value and um, spend money on that without guilt and helping them cut out all the rest so that they can afford more of what they love. Yeah, that's awesome. And that's amazing that you did that in two years. That's a very similar number to um, my husband and I's debt. And we have kind of started at the beginning of the year. So I'm so excited to chat with you because you said that you have a book coming out. um, And I want you to talk about what that is, because as we were talking before, you said it's kind of for that struggle that happens in the beginning when we set out to pay off debt. Yeah. Uh, So the book is called Pay Off Your Debt for Good. And it's all about the struggle that comes in those multiple years while you're paying off debt. So everybody talks about uh, cut your spending, make more money, be on a budget, but nobody really talks about how do you stick to that budget? How do you get the willpower, the motivation? How do you develop the habits? And these are kind of just like high level concepts that we talk about, but nobody really puts out a plan for this is how you develop habits. This is how you break habits. This is how you deal with the relationships that are going to struggle because you're not spending as much money as before. And this is how your relationship with your spouse is going to change. So like all those things, things that we had to navigate when we were paying off debt, I tried to put into this book to help other people so they can quit falling off the wagon or if they're just starting out to not make all the mistakes that I made. And so they can pay off their debt faster and for good, essentially. Yeah. And I feel like you guys did do it fast, too. You said you did it in two years. So can you talk a little bit more about that? Like, what did that look like for you? Just the debt free journey in general? Like, when was that? How long have you been debt free? Maybe even what what started it for you? So I know that's a lot of questions, but yeah. just kind of the basics of yeah, um, the story. I'm used to saying it in elevator pitch. So <laughs> it started uh, in 2015. Actually, my husband and I were engaged and he said uh, he had just graduated um, trade school. And he was like, the first thing I want to do when we get married is pay off debt. And I was like, that is not the first thing I want to do. That is <laughs> not the second, third or last thing I want to do. And he really had to convince me, it didn't take very long, but he had to convince me that there was so much more we could do with our life if we didn't have all of the debt that we had. We had almost seventy-two, seventy-three thousand $73,000 worth of just student loans and then a little bit on a car. And that was about over $500 a month we were burdened with just debt payments. And he started telling me just to think about the things I personally wanted to do with my life. And thinking about me, I became much more open to the idea, which sounds so bad. But once I was on board, we thought it was going to take about five years because we we were not making as much money as we had in debt. Um, I was working part-time. He was unemployed. He had just graduated. And he got a job, and then he lost a job, and I couldn't get more than part-time. So we really had everything working against us. But once we started and once we committed, we found that the more momentum we built up, the faster we we would uh, bring up our 
debt-free date. And that's how we ended up doing it in 23 months. We weren't making six figures. We didn't have a windfall. It was just a lot of hard work and being committed and, and navigating all of the problems that came up. Not even problems, but just life. Life comes up. And navigating that through the lens of paying off debt and not letting it set us back. Yeah, that's amazing. So let's first talk about, I I really want to focus on the habits and the habits that we need to form to pay off debt. But the first thing I want to talk about, because we were chatting when we were first emailing back and forth about minimalism and being debt free and kind of how they fit together. So how has minimalism fit into this journey for you? Do you consider yourself a minimalist? Yeah. So I definitely resonate with the term minimalish. I love minimalism, um, but I still am all, I feel like I'm always paring down. I always have more to get rid of. I don't know where it all comes from, uh, but I still always have more to get out of my house. But I, so I started this whole debt-free journey, not really caring about my spending or my stuff. Um, Definitely not a minimalist, definitely not frugal. And I really thought that I could out earn my spending. So I thought, hey, I work part time. I'm just going to work a bunch of extra jobs, make a lot of extra money. And that's how we're going to do this. And that worked for about two months, two months after we started paying off debt. So right around Christmas of our, our first Christmas married, I got shingles like literally right before Christmas, just because I was so stressed and overworked. Yeah. And that was a huge turning point for me because I realized my body literally wouldn't let me out earn my spending. It wouldn't allow me to. And I still have some um, like peripheral nerve damage. So whenever I start to get stressed or overworked again, I get a little reminder from my body that says, hey, you you can't do this. So that's when I had to start actually thinking about my spending and the things that I was bringing into my life. And that's kind of when this whole frugality journey started for me. And I think the biggest like tenant of my personal frugality is minimalism. So I don't love to sale shop or save, you know, pennies and dimes here and there. I just don't buy as much. And I find that that saves me even more money. And so that's what I love about minimalism is that it saves you so much money because you're not focused on accumulating stuff. It really does. And and I feel like it's what's made us even be able to make any progress is just the Mm -hmm. fact that we have, you know, made this one of kind of our core values as a family. I'm taking a quick break to thank one of today's sponsors, Everly Well. As you might remember, a couple of months ago, I discovered Everly Well, which is an amazing at-home wellness test that helps you better understand your health. I used the Everly Well thyroid testing kit and I reviewed my results and Everly Well has just really given me a more positive outlook on my health. It's also helped me pursue further information. 
I followed up with the free health consultation they offer along with your kit and it's with a certified physician and I really got helpful advice that I could put to use right away. I want to tell you more about Everly Well because I think you'll find what they provide to be helpful, especially if you struggle to find answers when it comes to your health. They offer more than 30 different at-home lab tests, from fertility to food sensitivity to thyroid and more. Each test comes with easy-to-follow instructions, every test is physician-reviewed, and the shipping is free. Your results come from certified labs, and they're directly sent to your phone, so they're extremely easy to access and share with your healthcare provider. Your results are personalized, easy to understand. You'll know exactly what they mean for you. I personally love the consultation to better understand your results that they offer. And through my results, I've made a few dietary changes that have really helped my symptoms. And I plan to seek further answers. For 15% off an Everly Well at-home lab test, visit everlywell.com minimal and enter code minimal. That's everlywell.com minimal code minimal for 15% off your test. All right, friend, let's get back to today's episode. Um, okay, so let's dive into the habits because we've kind of already established that paying off debt is really hard. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not just something I feel like so did you, how did you, um, did you follow Dave Ramsey or how did that work? I'm just yeah. curious. So we initially read the Total Money Makeover and that was kind of our inspiration and the format we used to pay off our debt because he, he made it super simple. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. Awesome. So that's kind of, we have, have, um, Financial Peace University. And I feel like, yeah, he simplifies it. It seems like it all makes so much sense. And he's super inspiring and motivational. I love Dave Ramsey. But then it's like, okay, but it's still really hard. So what habits, what habits do you um, have you found that are essential to to form to actually make this possible? If you want to kind of give us what you think might be like very foundational habits. Yeah. So when I decided that I needed to focus on my spending, I really needed to think about my spending habits. And I had like probably my biggest habit was anytime I would drive by a Starbucks, I would somehow magically end up in the drive through or inside if it was a really bad day. And (laughs) I would not even realize it. And I would always have a Starbucks cup in my car. It was just one of those comfort things. And I was spending a ton of money just on little things here and there. So like a trip to Target or uh, four trips to the grocery store during the week. It was little things that I was either spending mindlessly or spending impulsively. Like if I was somewhere where I needed to be and... I just, you know, saw some chips that I wanted, I would get them. So I really had to first like identify these habits and then replace the bad ones with good habits. So the way that I did it was I started doing no spend challenges. So Mm. for one month, I would just not spend money on anything like personal. So obviously still paying all my bills and my debt and everything, but I would consciously choose to um, not spend money on like snacks or at Starbucks or go to Target or any of that stuff. And 
so that is how I figured out, first of all, like what my spending habits were. And then after the month, I would evaluate like, okay, what was really hard? And what did I notice that I really missed? Uh, and that were, I decided those were the things I valued and those were the things I wanted to spend money on. Not as much, but I wanted to spend without guilt on those things. And then I figure out what were the things that I was just doing habitually that I really didn't miss. And for me, that was mostly clothing. So every budget template I've ever seen for some reason has a line item for clothing. And I don't know who needs clothing every month besides a child that's growing. Um, yeah. As, as adults, I unless you have like a, a job that's really hard on your clothing, you don't need clothing every month. Um, so that was something, at least for me, I found that I didn't really need to have a budget line item for. And so I would, um, consciously try to buy, just buy nicer coffee beans and brew those at home. So I still felt like I was doing something special, but I was saving money. And so I was replacing a bad habit with a good habit. So that the most important thing was identifying the bad habits and then identifying a good habit to replace it with. Yeah, that that makes so much sense. And I feel like as you say that, that's something that even just this past month, like I said, we started in February, so it's been a while. But even just I, I don't. I have a toddler and now that you have a baby, I'm sure that you can see, even though you've already broken a lot of habits. New ones come up so often. I found myself in more fast food drive throughs in the last five months than I've ever in my whole life just to like get out of the house and get that baby asleep in the car seat. I like... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like never something, even when you understand it, you still have to be aware of it because they're always, the brain is always going on autopilot and just trying to do what's easy. And so it's something you always, you have to be like checking back in with yourself every few weeks to just like reevaluate where you are. Yeah. I know. Um, when you said the Starbucks thing, that's so funny. Cause I feel like if I, when I finally get my toddler out the door, I would find myself doing the same thing. Like, Oh, it's fine. Especially as fall hit and that they have that pumpkin cold brew, whatever. I was like, I need one of those. I need one of those again in the same week. And <laughs> yeah. recently as October started, I told myself, I'm just going to start telling myself no. And if I need to leave the house to work on the weekend, like if, which is usually once every two weeks, I can have it then. And it's been such a big game changer just saying no to myself. And it's so funny how hard that is to actually start. Um, So how do you actually, how do you start a habit like that? Do you have a process that you kind of, go through or I don't know I talk about like routines and starting routines a lot so Mm -hmm. I'm just curious what that looks like for you yeah so it does it has to be a routine you have to commit to it um you know daily or as often as possible um which is why I like the no spend challenges doing it for a month um because then you can kind of get some kind of routine not everything happens every day not everything is a temptation every day that's why I love no spend challenges doing them for a month because maybe not everything comes up as a temptation every day but throughout the course of 30 31 days 
you're going to get some kind of a routine going um, and you're going to kind of go through all of your struggles at least once. So to start a habit, I kind of, I will pick one or two. I don't want to do all of my bad habits, like work on all of them at once, because that is a recipe for disaster. Even if you feel like you have a ton of bad spending habits, just work on one or two at a time and just take small baby steps because no goal is too small. Every time we get closer to a goal or like accomplish something that gives us like a little hit of dopamine. Uh, and so, but you have an equal and opposite reaction when you fail at one. So having those like balanced, medium-sized little goals is really, really effective. Um, So, I mean, for for my coffee, I won't call it an addiction, um, but (laughs) (laughs) I I would allow myself uh, to maybe go once a week. So depending on the no spend challenge, I would maybe allow myself to go on Saturdays. That way I didn't feel like I was depriving myself. Sometimes those are those are mostly like since we've been debt free, I've allowed myself little cheat days. But when we were really going hard, then I was going hard. Um, But after that month was over, uh, I would always give myself a treat. And like ninety nine percent of the time, um, actually, one hundred percent of the time, it was a really fancy coffee drink. So (laughs) having something to look forward to uh, is a good motivator and um, and doing things that bring you joy is also a good motivator. So um, like keeping a gratitude journal. I know it sounds maybe not related um, to starting a habit, but the more grateful you are and content, um, the better headspace you're, you're in to make better decisions. And so you can make those decisions to follow through with those habits um, more often. Yeah, I talk about gratitude a lot. I just feel like it's such a key and minimalism and really for anyone who wants to start decluttering their home and and then not reaccumulating, I think gratitude is key and it travels over to the financial side of it as well. Oh, for Um, sure. But it just, it also just makes us happier people. And I feel like there's a lot of scientific studies out there that say that that's true. It it helps our mental health in general. What were some things that you did like on your debt-free journey that kind of helped start to grow the momentum? Do you know what I mean? Like, are there specific things that you cut back on that started helping you pay things off and get the debt snowball going? What did that look like? Yeah. So the spending with like the coffee and the target, those are more like personal revelations. They didn't move the needle a lot, which is why like you've got the latte factor. Like people are like, don't buy lattes. And then other people are like, buy all your lattes. They don't matter. Um, But that was more of like a personal spending revelation. The things that really moved the needle were the big things. So we decided to live in a like one bedroom duplex um, instead of like a nice apartment or somewhere like, uh, you know, <laughs> nice in general, let's be honest. Um, <laughs> so we, so uh, reducing our rent costs uh, was the biggest thing. And um, I know that people are like, it's impossible to find $700 apartments anymore. But if you're looking and you have that flexibility, like we were living with friends. So that was even cheaper. We were just, 
we were just married and we were living with uh, my husband's old roommate for a few weeks after we got married because we just wanted to find a place that was cheap. So if you can have some flexibility in finding a place, um, cutting down on your living costs is such an important thing when you're paying off debt. It's You can make one choice that really minimally uh, affects your day-to-day lifestyle uh, and save hundreds of dollars every month, or you can cut out a latte every week and save 20 bucks. And uh, so we chose to focus on the big things. Uh, if you own a home, we now we now own a home and we rent Airbnb out of our um, front room and bathroom and that we don't do it all the time. We do it maybe like once or twice a month and that makes us like two or four hundred dollars a month. And uh, yeah. so that, yeah, that's more than I would ever spend on lattes in a month at this point <laughs> in my life. Um, but so, yeah, that and then choosing lower cost carriers for phone and Internet, um, reducing our grocery bill through meal planning. And um, so the big four, I think, are living, food, utilities and other monthly bills and then transportation. And so um, we we live close to our jobs so that um, my husband can ride a motorcycle to work and I could I could bike to work even though I don't. Um, I work from home now, though. So so it's making these choices to lower the cost of the big things so you are not as stressed or pressured to lower costs on every single thing. And that's, um, yeah, it's like being minimalist with your frugality as well. Yeah, that's really cool. And it definitely makes sense. What did you find most difficult, whether it's something that was on the budget or relationships? What was most difficult in the debt-free journey for you? So this was the one that I did not anticipate going into our debt-free journey. It really hit me hard as a very relational person and somebody who really values quality time as my love language. I had to put some friendships on the back burner because not because of anything they were doing, but all of my best friends from college uh, live all over the state. Like once we graduated, we all moved and they would see each other often on weekends. And I started working an extra job on weekends and I couldn't go up as often to hang out with them. And, you know, road trips and overnight trips were kind of off the table and out of the budget. And so I kind of watched my friends for two years grow their relationships without me. And I would still, you know, make time here and there, but it definitely wasn't as frequent as, as they were. Uh, and so that was, that was super hard. And, and we see each other, um, more now. Um, but it's something that I really, really struggled with during that time, but it also forced me to get out of my comfort zone and make new friends that were in my city and that had the same values as me. And so we did that kind of by, just posting on Facebook, like these free events and being like, who wants to go to this free event with us? Um, and then the people that kept coming with us, those are the people we developed relationships with. And they're probably people that I wouldn't have gotten to know as well if I hadn't been 
forced to do it because I couldn't go to, um, you know, I couldn't drive two hours on a Saturday because I worked Saturday and Sunday, but I had Saturday night after work and I could hang out with these people. And so that was, it was a blessing and a curse at the same time. And I had to unfollow some of those friends on Facebook because Gosh, the green monster of jealousy just reared its head so hard. And I want to say that I was a stronger person, but I was not. And I I was really jealous. And so I actually unfollowed them for that season. Um, yeah, so that was the that was the most difficult part. I'm so excited to tell you about one of today's sponsors, Thrive Cosmetics. I know I've personally dealt with a lot of skin issues and I'm just motivated now more than ever to stick to high quality products that are also going to be cruelty free. And with Thrive Cosmetics, I've really found the jackpot. Their products provide awesome coverage, they're created for long lasting wear, and their clinically proven ingredients are free of parabens and sulfates. I'm not kidding when I say that they have changed my skin. Their overnight sensation hydrating mask has honestly made my skin clearer and softer than it's been in years. Their mascara doesn't flake at all either, and even when I was crying today because chopping onions will do that to me, but I was literally wiping my eyes with a rag and my mascara did not go all over my face. Let me just summarize by saying that I'm a huge fan of their makeup. For every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates to help women thrive. Those causes include emerging from homelessness, surviving domestic abuse, fighting cancer, Leaping Bunny and PETA also have certified Thrive Cosmetics as completely vegan and cruelty-free, and you can even auto-replenish their products so you'll never run out of your essentials, like their Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara, which, like I said, that's a favorite of mine. Start thriving and help women in need today by going to thrivecosmetics.com minimalish and enter code minimalish for 15% off your first purchase. That's T-H-R-I-V-E-C-A-U-S-E-M-E. E-T-I-C-S dot com slash minimalish and enter code minimalish for 15% off thrivecosmetics.com slash minimalish. All right, let's get back to today's episode. Yeah, that has to be really tough for us. I think it's not as extreme, but it has been hard is that we live near family and I have family who will go out to eat a lot and it's just like, well, we want to be with them, but we have to say no to those things sometimes and yeah. uh, often actually. But, um, you know, luckily I think if the relationship is strong enough, even like you said, even though their relationships might have grown in those two years without you, it, it seems like it didn't end the relationship. Like if, if no, it's a, it didn't. Yeah. yeah. We're still friends and we still get together. I mean, they are still my best friends. And so, and that's a test of a relationship. Like if they are your true friends, they'll stick around and they'll admire what you're doing and maybe be inspired to do it too. Like that wasn't a season for them to be paying off debt, but now one of the couples is paying off debt in the season. And so it's a, uh, yeah, it's another thing like you want all of your friends to be on the same page as you at the same time. So it's also frustrating when they're not. Um, but you have to bite your tongue because everybody uh, comes into their season in the right time for them, uh, even if it's not the, your right timing. Yeah. Well, I love that your book really focuses on kind of that struggle of 
maybe even first starting out or struggling through the beginning and habits that we can form to move past that. So what are your final encouragements to someone who is struggling um, to make their debt-free journey successful? I would say plan for setbacks, plan, plan for things to go wrong, go in, in expecting that things will go awry and you won't be surprised by it. And it won't throw you off. It won't feel like a setback. It'll just feel like you'll be in the mindset of, okay, this is just a a bump in the road. I knew there would be bumps. And then you can also be prepared with a plan and how to deal with it. So having your emergency fund or some, you know, alternative things to get to do or whatever. So plan for things to go awry and they will feel much less intense than they would if you weren't expecting them because you can do it and there will be setbacks. You just have to believe that you're going to be there one day. This is a very short journey in the scope of your life, even though it feels like the longest when you're going through it, it feels so long, but I have been debt free for two years. So I've been debt free longer now than when we were paying off debt. Um, And it feels like a drop in the bucket because once the momentum starts, you take it into debt freedom and you can do so many crazy cool things with your life and in others' lives. And it is so worth it. That's awesome. I love that. It has been true for us. I feel like that's been the biggest struggle for us is like things keep happening to our house or mm-hmm. the car needs work. And it's just all these things that you don't realize are going to happen. And then you kind of have to start back at square one with the I know. building Girl, the emergency fund. I, I kid you not, 11 days after we pay, made our final student loan payment, uh, Hurricane Irma came and put a 60 foot tree on our house. And, oh and that thing, that be snapped in half and hit the front part of our house and the side part. And that was 11 days after we finished paying off debt. And I was like, well, okay, we don't have any debt. Um, so we have money to fix this. <laughs> so it was less of a that... crisis and more of an inconvenience. And that's what being financially secure does. It takes financial things that could be uh, crises and life altering and just makes them inconveniences. Yeah, that's, that is pretty crazy and terrible. Um, (laughs) I'm glad that you guys stayed safe in that at least because that's, that's nuts. Were you like evacuated from the area? Yeah, we left. We actually weren't going to. And then the day before it happened, um, we decided to get out and I'm so glad we did. I felt this little inkling of anxiety and I thought I was overreacting. And now I realize that it was my intuition saying, you need to get out of here. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Oh my goodness. Well, I'm so glad that you did. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. So your book just came out yesterday. Yes. We're we're talking right now and it's not that, but when this (laughs) comes out, your book will have just come out yesterday. So tell me, um, tell our listeners where we can find the book. So you can find uh, the book on Amazon. It's available in ebook, audiobook, and paperback. Um, the book is called Pay Off Your Debt for Good. And I also have a book called The No Spend Challenge Guide if you are interested more in uh, doing a no spend challenge as well. 
That's awesome. I'm going to check that one out as well. Yes. And if you're looking for community while you're doing it, um, my podcast, Frugal Friends Podcast, has a community uh, called the Frugal Friends Community on Facebook. And I we didn't plan this, but somehow... Every, everybody in there is doing a no spend challenge at one time or another. And so if you're doing one, you will be able to find some other people that are doing them too. And uh, it's great community for your challenge. That's awesome. And I have found your podcast to be so helpful. So Frugal Friends podcast, and then where else can listeners find you? So I also have um, my blog, modernfrugality.com. You can sign up for the newsletter and I have a bunch of free printables to help you minimize and be frugal and uh, budget and all that stuff. So, and you'll get updates whenever new uh, podcast episodes are out every Friday. Awesome. Okay. So I have two questions that I ask every guest. Uh, The first one is what is something that you're simplifying right now? So I am simplifying my schedule. I am still, so my five-month-old has really taken over my life, but I'm still (laughs) holding on to trying to do everything because I was very go, go, go um, before I had him. And so I still, I'm getting better, but I'm still at times finding I'm trying to do all of this stuff. And sometimes... I, I'll bring him along and he suffers as a result because um, I get him off his schedule and then I suffer. So yeah. I am trying to simplify my schedule and then add back things that really give me life that I thought I quote unquote didn't have time for. Uh, and that is that is my big focus right now. Yeah. And I forgot to ask you, and I really wanted to, how is having a baby? Because you're a new mom, which congrats. Um, Thank you. And such a sweet season, but it can also be such a hard season. So how's it, how's that changed your finances? Just like adding to your family or has it? Like, have you oh found it? Oh my gosh, yes. So definitely medical bills have been a thing uh, that we've never had to deal with before. Um just deductibles and we've changed insurance three times this year. So we've had three, we've met two and a half deductibles. Um, so it's been really difficult with all the medical expenses and, uh, then just the cost of having a a baby. So I love to get as much for free as possible. I'm really committed to, Um, buying secondhand first um, in all areas of my life. And so especially with kids stuff. Um, But, you know, you can't buy diapers secondhand unless you're getting cloth. But um, so you just got I've I've got added expenses like that. um, But really, really trying to commit to getting everything for free or for cheap. And I am been blessed enough that we have a a lot of resources in our community, like uh, uh, mom swaps and uh, buy nothing groups uh, that I've been able to get a lot of things for free. I always encourage people to check like secondhand for baby stuff or even when it comes to like if you want to store baby stuff for the next one, but you don't have the space. I always say it's so easy to acquire 
like especially clothes, I feel like, and mm-hmm. toys for free through buy nothing or through hand-me-downs through friends or at least for very inexpensive. Of course, if you know you're adding to your family soon, then you want to keep what you want to keep. But also just that if something were to happen where, oh, I wish I wouldn't have got rid of that thing, I can probably find it for free or very inexpensive. Yeah, I'm trying to just keep the key pieces that I really like um, for the next one. So I'm I'm getting rid of a lot of things and just keeping a few things that I love. And then, yeah, I can just get everything for free like I got with this last one. I could probably yeah. give it to a friend and get the same stuff back later. Yeah, <laughs> we we did that. We recently got a bunch of bigger baby stuff back from a friend. And I was like, <laughs> wait a second, I'm not ready to get this back yet. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was trying to go through my head and figure out if there were any other friends that I could <laughs> pawn it off on in the meantime. <laughs> yeah, I have a friend who just had just finished having four boys. Um, I mean, over the course of 10 years, but I'm getting all of her hand-me-downs from all of her boys. So I'm, yeah, find a friend who's done having kids (laughs) and just say, hand them all off to me. Yeah, exactly. Um, Okay. And then what is something that you can't stop talking about right now? So I can never stop talking about frugality and everyone knows this about me. I'm super Mm -hmm. nerd. Uh, I just, I love, I like, I hate consumerism and what it does to the environment and what it does to people and relationships. And I just think we could be so much more fulfilled and know ourselves so much more. Like we don't, we don't need to take as many Enneagram and Myers-Briggs tests. We could just spend less and like learn about what we value um, and learn so much more about ourselves than any test can, can tell you. And so I... I'm super passionate about values-based spending. So yeah, I'll talk your ear off about it. That's awesome. I love that. (laughs) It's so true. I mean, that's what minimalism is really about to me too. It's just so much noise. The fact that we attach our value to stuff and it it's funny. It's just like, you don't think about it when you're doing it, but you are. And we, once we take that away, like we have to really dig into who we are and we get to really dig into who we are because we're not, as distracted by all that noise. So I just love, I love that. I feel like it's what I can't stop talking about too, but kind of in a different way. And Mm -hmm. it's really cool how minimalism and frugality do go hand in hand. And I love that you, that you talk about that. Uh, Well, I am excited for you. I'm excited about your book thing and all the links in uh, are going to be in the show notes. And thank you so much for coming on and chatting with us today. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. I obviously can, yeah, talk about it all day. So I love talking about it. Okay, some exciting news. Jen is offering her book right now for 99 cents. And it will be at that price through this weekend. So go ahead and grab it if it sounds like something that would be helpful for you. I think Jen just has so much wisdom when it comes to finances. So I'm so grateful that she's offering her book right now for a super affordable price. I know that as my husband and I have embarked on a debt-free journey, we have come across a lot of stumbling blocks. So I just want to encourage you, if that's your case, don't give up. We're not giving up either. And we are continuing to move forward. It's interesting because what we've realized most in this year is this is just something that 
day-to-day life people don't really talk about and people don't really want to talk about finances and we kind of were that way before we really jumped into this journey and this journey has really helped open our minds to talking about this to trying different things to make this work and to move forward we know that there will be so much freedom at the end of this journey and we are so grateful that minimalism has really helped us make any progress at all along the way I also wanted to put a quick plug in for positive ratings and reviews on this podcast if you are enjoying the podcast and if you have never reviewed a podcast before or given a podcast a rating, let me just tell you how really quickly. If you're listening on iTunes, you would just click on the Minimalish Podcast, the main page, I guess, of the app on the Minimalish Podcast, and you would scroll down and you'll see the reviews and ratings, and you would hit a quick five stars and type something that you're loving about the podcast. That is super helpful when you do that. Sometimes people only give ratings and reviews to things if they're not loving it, which is fine. I know I'm not everyone's cup of tea, but if you are loving it, go ahead and give it a quick rating review. I'm so grateful for you if you do. And then hop over to some of your other favorite podcasts and do the same. It helps podcasters so much when you do that because it helps our podcast be seen by more people. And and most of us believe in our message so much and we just want to share it. And if you believe in it too, and if you are loving the message of whatever podcast you're listening to, giving it a positive rating and review is an easy and free way to give back. It only takes a couple of minutes and I will speak for any podcast host that we are grateful for you. All right, friend, have a fantastic rest of your week and look at your podcast feed on Friday. If you're listening to this when it comes out on Wednesday, check back on Friday for a bonus episode. I'm going to be talking about Thanksgiving and I'm not talking about the food, although that's the most important part, but I am talking about what I think makes the best Thanksgiving ever. It's actually a really fun episode in collaboration with a couple of other podcasts and I think it is going to apply to your holiday season in general. I hope you have a great rest of your day and I will talk to you back here on the next episode. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.